This is what should be done by one who is skilled in goodness and who knows the path of peace. Let them be able and upright, straightforward and gentle in speech, humble and not conceited, contented and easily satisfied, unburdened with duties and frugal in their ways, peaceful and calm, wise and skillful, not proud and demanding in nature, let them not do the slightest thing that the wise would later reprove, wishing in gladness and in safety, may all beings be happy, whatever living beings there may be, whether they are weak or strong, omitting none, the great or the mighty, medium, short or small, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born, may all beings be happy, let none deceive another, or despise any being in any state. Let none through anger or ill will wish harm upon another. Even as a mother protects with her life her child, her only child, so with her boundless heart should one cherish all living beings, radiating kindness over the entire world, spreading upwards to the skies and downwards to the depths, outwards and unbounded, free from hatred and ill will, whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, Free from drowsiness, one should sustain his recollection. This is said to be the sublime abiding, by not holding to false views, the pure hearted one, having clarity of vision, being free from all sense desires, is not born again into this Good. So over the past, how many weeks now? Four weeks already? I have been teaching various ways to deal with the thinking mind in meditation. Probably one of the biggest obstacles to most people to finding peace within is these constant words that are going on inside blah 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 soon you you do blah 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 tomorrow blah 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 i suppose you all have your own blah blah blahs inside your mind and when i asked people last week if that is a problem they all put their hands up <laughs> so 
this is not uh, something that uh, will easily go away, so I can just talk about it a little bit more. <laughs> How about that? Just continue to talk about thinking. More thoughts about thinking. So, and last week, what I did, I, did I speak about last week? Well, about thinking, but, oh yeah. Last week I talked about the freight train thoughts. Remember, Diane? Yeah. So, the freight train thoughts are one way to look at certain thoughts that in your mind that just have this kind of energy behind it. You sit down to meditate, but before you meditated, you've been doing all sorts of stuff. Tola, you've been talking to the um, to the uh, tree cutter guy this afternoon, and you've been arranging work, and oh, you've been doing various stuff today. So when you then sit down and hoping for your mind to become quiet, it's only natural that there is still this energy inside of you, this momentum. And it takes some time, sometimes, for that to come to a stop. Or anyway, that's a good way to think about it, that you just have this energy inside of you, this momentum. And that's why I call it freight train thoughts. Because it's like a freight train. It doesn't take a while for it to become, to, to a stop. You cannot just instantly stop the freight train. I and mean, it's the same with the thoughts inside of our mind. You think you can stop them immediately? then uh, some, that often doesn't work. You just need to sort of gra gradually get more and more quiet. So that's what I talked about last week. Today, maybe I'll speak about another technique that the Buddha mentioned. And by the way, the freight train idea is also has some uh, similar ideas mentioned by the Buddha, I just modernized it with the freight train. <laughs> but the Buddha talked about a person who is running and then thinks, oh, maybe I should not run, I should just walk. And they are walking, then they think, oh, why am I walking? I should just sit down. They sit down, oh, why am I sitting? I might as well lie down. So they gradually go from running slower and slower until lying down. That, that was a simile he gave for meditation. And one way to become more still is to gradually become more still instead of instantly trying to become still right away. And with that attitude, we also become more kind to our minds. You know, sometimes you might get certain meditation instructions, whether it is stilling your mind or being with your breath or whatever instructions you're given and you try to do them and it just doesn't work and you might get upset ah stupid mind i'm sure everybody else in this uh, hall is getting a uh, super nice meditation but my mind is just the worst of all <laughs> well i'm exaggerating a little bit but maybe you get the idea of what i mean you get uh, you become the enemy of your own mind almost when I mean, you become not kind to watch it what the meditation always work together with your mind, you're like a team. Yeah. Because your mind is sort of, is actually you, so why would you try and fight with yourself? Yeah. Only creates tension. Always come from kindness. That is always better. <coughs> Whatever you do in meditation, if you come from kindness, this is also why I like to chant the loving kindness sutta first. 
If you come from kindness, it's always good. You cannot go wrong. If you're kind to yourself, you might be thinking a lot. You might not be able to focus on the breath a lot. But if you're kind to yourself, then at least at the end of the meditation, you're like, okay, I did my best. This is good enough. Whereas if you're angry to yourself, and maybe you'll even be able to uh, find some quiet, um, but if you're then still angry with yourself, then at the end you're like, ah, that wasn't good enough, that quiet. And you're like uh, ill will towards yourself, too demanding. Always want more and more. Uh, but kindness allows things to be, whatever there is there, whether it is thinking, whether it's quiet, you just become kind and accepting to it. So kindness is another way to find more peace actually. If you are kind to your body and mind, whatever is happening, then you give it the opportunity to become quiet. You give it the opportunity to become still by itself. So therefore, however you meditate, I don't mind what you do, but please be kind to yourself. <laughs> yeah. You think that's a good idea? Yeah, so, whatever instructions I give, it should always be contained within this mindset of kindness. And my teacher Arjun Brahm often talks not about mindfulness, but about kindfulness. And that's so the way we approach meditation is not just about being mindful, but about being kindful as well. And actually, you cannot really be truly mindful without being kind, I find. To sort of go together. So that's one thing I would like to uh, remind you of today. I suppose most of you will have heard those kind of teachings before. And it's always good to get a little reminder to remind ourselves of that. Especially maybe if you're a little bit perfectionistic or something and you're in your meditation, you try to always solve the problems, try to fix the things in your mind, then uh, and you're thinking like, oh, it shouldn't be like this, I should be more quiet, I should know better by now, I've been meditating for uh, X amount of years, I've heard all these teachings and I'm still, I'm all the restless all over the place. I should be better. If you think like that, then uh, your mind is just gonna not be even worse, actually. <laughs> it's gonna be even more restless. Instead you just sit there and like, okay, this is what it's like today. There's no need to be upset with that, be angry with that, or there's no way that it should be different. It's just, it's just like this. And then you're just happy to be there already. Yeah, regardless of what's happening. And if you're happy to be there regardless of what's happening, then you're contented and easily satisfied. And what happens when you're contented? You don't need to think so much anymore. Because most of our thoughts are about trying to get something. Yeah? We're not content where we are, so we're thinking either to just uh, think about the future or think about the past and there's not much to think about in the present moment but if you're just content to be in the present moment then you can just be 
Now, often we think we are sort of content in the present moment, but we're always waiting for the next present moment in our meditation. <laughs> you're sitting there and you're like, okay, it's, it's gonna happen. You feel it's coming. Uh, I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you, you sit there and you're not really where you are. You're like, not really happy where you are, but you're like looking ahead a little bit into the future, a tiny bit. Not maybe looking ahead for tomorrow or later today, but just ahead in your meditation, not just being where you are right now. You're running off into uh, the future a little bit. And if you think like, oh, I should be quiet, then it's the same mindset. Not accepting where you are, trying to get somewhere else. So you're also into the future. And one way to overcome that, as I said, is kindness, contentment. They're sort of two sides of the same coin. You're kind to where you are, happy to be where you are, you're content. And contentment is such a great tool to find peace. Now today we had a little discussion with the senior group and one of the uh, people there. It was just not discussion, maybe a bit worried, we just had a cup of tea basically. <laughs> and one of the people said, oh, don't you get bored as a monk, isn't it lonely? I always need to have something to do. And I said, no, I love it. Uh, the more boring, the better, basically. I even came to this monastery because it's even more boring than Bodhinyana Monastery, <laughs> where I usually live. <laughs> uh, because I can just be content with not having much stuff to, to do. And I don't need to always be excited by things. Because I can be yeah, just happy where I am, most of the time anyway. I'm pretty happy as a monk. I'm very happy to not talk so much to people. That was the extra question, don't you get lonely? And I said, no, I don't get lonely. Uh, I like being by myself. And I don't need people to talk to, actually. Because uh, I find a lot of beauty in, in quiet and in solitude. And if you find some beauty in quiet and solitude, like externally, uh, to withdraw from the world and to uh, not talk so much to people, it's much easier to find it inside of your mind as well. You already have that inclination. Now, some of you will have a busy social lives and uh, lots of work to do. There's nothing wrong with that, but um, then it's sometimes natural that your mind doesn't suddenly become quiet when you sit down because you don't have that built-up inclination towards peace and that's perfectly fine um, but then just know that there's reasons for it that your mind might be moving a lot and then you don't need to be uh, upset with that that's what I'm trying to say you don't need to be, be uh, thinking that you're doing something wrong it's just because of past conditioning in a way your mind functions the way it does. The Buddha also said, whatever you often think about, that becomes an inclination of your mind. It's almost literally what he said. And it basically means if you think a lot about certain subjects, then if you sit down in meditation, it's only natural that you'll also be thinking about 
those things or similar things anyway. If that happens, don't be upset. I think you're doing it wrong. Just be happy to be there. Okay, you realize all oh, these thoughts are here, and tell yourself that maybe not now, not maybe not necessary now, but okay, it's alright. It's natural that they're here. Um. Yeah. So contentment is a very important aspect of meditation. To be happy to be there. That's all. And uh, I hope you're all happy to be here. <laughs> when I thought last weekend to Saturday, uh, yeah, last week, only two days ago, I taught meditation in the, in town, and I asked people at the beginning, "Are you happy to be here?" You were there, and uh, yeah, everybody was happy to be there. Nobody was unhappy to be there. But then people start meditating, and then they suddenly unhappy with where they are because they are unhappy with their mindset, you know. They want to make it better, improve it. It's not good enough. Always need something more. And more peace. It's not enough peace yet. Or more happiness. I'm not happy enough yet. And that kind of mindset just destroys meditation. Always trying to get something else. And uh, I don't find it very helpful myself. Instead, if you're happy to be here, when you close your eyes, then still be happy to be here. <laughs> Don't suddenly become unhappy <laughs> about where your mind is at. Am I making sense with, with what I'm saying? Yeah, it's right. Isn't it right? Sometimes you listen to a talk like this, you're very happy and it's nice, you're, 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 you're uplifted, then you close your eyes and then oh, all this negativity comes in. Like, oh, my mind. It's not good enough. Uh, I should 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 be different. It should be more peaceful. And uh, it's natural. The mind is like that. It's natural. It's a bit fault finding. But we try to go against that in meditation. And we try to uh, be uh, not fault finding, but um, correct finding. Maybe I don't know if that's a word. Good finding. Yeah, good finding. We will be good finding. And we find the beautiful aspects of being here, sitting here. And um, yeah, just happy to be here. And one thing is that it's just amazing to be able to meditate with other people. And that already should give us some happiness. So that's what I talked about on Saturday, using that happiness to sort of. Uh, jumpstart your meditation in a way instead of sitting there being all neutral focusing on the breath now bring up some happiness first God, so happy to be here with all these people I'm such for, uh, I've got such great fortune that I'm able to meditate that I found these teaching that I am myself willing to do this actually not many people do this so you become really happy yeah. just uplift yourself a bit and then you start meditating, then you do your usual things. I'm like calming your body, focusing on your breath. And everything just becomes so much more easy. Because you've already eliminated much of the fault finding just by being happy. So those are some words I'd like to share with you. And to summarize, meditation is not about um, 
thinking it should be like this, it shouldn't be like that. No, it's about being kind towards yourself and kind and content. Not fault finding, but kind and content. Yeah. Shall I do a guided meditation now or just you want to meditate by yourself? Put your hand up if you want a guided meditation. Please be honest. Yeah, you would like some? Some of okay, I'll do a guided meditation this time. I usually I just we just sit in quiet. sit on a chair or on the ground, whatever you feel comfortable. So we'll be meditating about half an hour at the start of meditation always take some time to make sure your body is in a comfortable position so just get in tune with your body make any kind of adjustments that you feel necessary You can sit on the ground or in a chair, you might want to get another cushion from the back if you feel like it, this is the time to do it. Don't assume that the way you sat down when you close your eyes is the way you have to sit throughout this meditation. You'll notice I'm changing my clothes even and the way my back is angled and all these kind of small details just to get more comfortable. Please do the same as find the perfect posture but find something that will be comfortable enough for the next half an hour or so 
You're always allowed to move during the whole of the meditation, that's fine. But if you invest a little bit of time at the beginning to find some comfortable posture, then it's more likely that you won't have to move during meditation. See if you can relax your body a little bit. Bodies are of the nature to be uncomfortable, so don't be fault-finding with your body. Don't become upset if it's uncomfortable. But see if you can let it just relax a little bit more than it is at the beginning. through your body and just relax any kind of tension you might come across. Relax all the muscles in your face. In your forehead, around your eyes. Muscles in your jaw. Any kind of tension, you can just let it dissipate. tension in your neck and shoulders as well. You see if you can relax them a little bit more. You can just surrender your 
shoulders to gravity. You no need to pull those muscles all the time. And if there's any other kind of tension in your body, also allow it to relax. As much as it will now. And just being kind to your whole body, including the uncomfortable parts. You can keep relaxing your body if you want, but right now, if you want to follow along with me, I will give some instructions on finding contentment in this moment. because you can remind yourself that in meditation we don't need to change anything. There's no need to fight with ourselves, with our body or mind. Instead, why not just be happy to be here? travel all this way to come here and that you sat down and that's good enough. That's all you needed to do. It's nice and quiet here. Nice people. You had a beautiful intention to sit down and meditate. So why not just be content with that? Be happy with that. It's good enough. And whatever your body feels like right now, maybe uncomfortable still, but you know, it's good enough to meditate. Could be much worse, your body. So you can say thank you, body, for being here. You are good enough.
another way you're kind to your body. You can do the same towards the mind or towards yourself. You can say, just thank, thank you, me, for just coming here. That's good enough. Don't need to achieve anything more than that. And this moment as well, the place you are, the, this, this moment in time, you know, it's always things you could improve, but not now, why would we think about that? It's, it's good enough. We're happy to be here. It can be helpful to put a smile on your face and just smile to the moment. Just a little smile, just pull up the corners of your uh, mouth a little bit. Yeah. Smile to the moment. It's good enough. And if your mind starts rebelling or starts finding faults with your body or mind, you know, then that is also good enough. <laughs> you know, it's, it's okay. You don't need to fight your mind. Just be content with the way your mind is right now. I will now be quiet for a while. If you want to focus on your breath, you can also do so. And then also just be content with whatever the breath is like. Just be happy that you are here and breathing. It's good enough. After about 15, 20 minutes, I will 
guide you out of the meditation.
They are already close to the end of meditation. And by this point, they probably drifted off a bit, forget, forgot about just to be happy, to be here, to be content. So just remind yourself once more, just be happy with this meditation, with this place and time. Just to be happy to be here. And if you do find some contentment, then really remind yourself what that feels like. It's nice just to be happy, to be where you are. I'll now invite the bell, and at the end of the third ring, it's time to come out of your meditation. Meditation is not so important what you're focusing on. Whether you're focusing on your body or on the present moment or on your breath or anything, that's not that important. It's much more important that you are you have the right attitude towards your meditation. And that attitude is always one of kindness towards yourself and towards your meditation, towards other people as well. And this is so important in part because it gives rise to contentment. And if we are content, then we can find peace. So all these ideas, they work together. So remind yourself of that. I was once staying in... Um, Albany Monastery and there was a lay person there staying as well and I stayed in the same house with him because they don't have separate little huts for monks as they do here. So he slept in the room next door to me and the house was kind of, uh, the sounds carried easily through it, it was kind of noisy. And this person was all the time cleaning stuff. Always vacuuming and uh, cleaning windows and all sorts of stuff. And I asked him, why, why are you cleaning so much? 
he says, well, I can only meditate if everything is perfect. <laughs> and we're all laughing, but sometimes we have that attitude inside our minds, you know. I'll only be content when my mind is perfect. And when everything is peaceful and calm, then I'll be content. When everybody in the room is silent and when there's no air conditioning noises, when my body is completely at ease, then I'll be content. <laughs> but with that attitude, you'll be like that person in Albany, you'll always be working. <laughs> and you'll never really be content. So instead, just be content with whatever is. Sometimes that's a bit more difficult than other times when you're sick or something. All right. Thing, then it's not always easy to be content, but contentment is also like a muscle that we can train. Over the years it has been more easy for me to just be content with whatever happens, because I always practice that in my meditation. And I hope you will, uh, you will do, will do too. Now we can chant uh, the, the other side of the paper, and afterwards if you have any questions, happy to stick around for a bit longer. Okay. And in, in, a, in a moment we chant for may the sun and the moon be happy. And for those of you who don't know in the time of the Buddha, this is not from the time of the Buddha by the way, but this is later, but they thought that the sun and the moon were also living you know, like gods, so that's why the sun and the moon are on there. Through the goodness... Oh, sorry. Now let us chant the verses of sharing and aspiration. Through the goodness that arises from my practice, may my spiritual teachers and guides of great virtue my mother, my father, and my relatives, the sun and the moon, and all virtuous leaders of the world, may the highest cause and evil forces, celestial beings, guardian spirits of the earth, and the Lord of death, may those who are friendly, indifferent or hostile, May all beings receive the blessings of my life. May they soon attain the threefold bliss and realize the deathless. Through the goodness that arises from my practice and through this act of sharing, may all desires and attachments quickly cease and all harmful states of mind until I realize Nirvana in every kind of birth. May I have an upright mind with mindfulness and wisdom, austerity and vigor. May the forces of delusion not take hold, nor weaken my resolve. The Buddha is my excellent Dhamma, the solitary Buddha is my noble Lord, the Sangha is my supreme support. Through the supreme power of bodies, may darkness and delusion be dispelled.
it's even easy to become fault-finding with texts like this. When I read austerity and vigor, I'm like, I'm not austere as a monk, I am. They're very peacefully, austere is bad. But then I thought, ah, don't be fault-finding with the text. Contented <laughs> <laughs> with the text as well, whoever translated this or whoever wrote it actually, is good enough. <laughs> so, I always wonder how many virtuous leaders of the world there are. Too <laughs> many. Yeah. Well, how about all non-virtuous leaders of the world? Then we would uh, really need some powerful practice. There probably many of them as well. Anyway, uh, if you have any questions or anything to share. No? Somebody, you just, sometimes you just need somebody to break the ice, you know. Like uh, two weeks ago, Ajahn Brahm was teaching meditation, and afterwards he asked, anybody any questions? Nobody put their hand up? So then I put my hand up <laughs> and asked questions. And after I put my hand up, suddenly everybody started asking questions. So, you sure you don't want to break the ice? Okay. In that case, we're all happy, then... Uh, I'm happy as well. Then we can just... If you feel like you can join me in, uh, in respect to the Buddha. And you don't have to. Arham Samasambuddha Bhagava